Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. You're okay. You're hanging in there. You're doing good. Hanging in there. We, uh, you know, we had the big state tournament last weekend, had that epic win in the semis, and got to the finals, and we took on the Chicago Sports Factory, basically. The school basically only exists for sports. And we took them to the last match, and we faltered. So super, super, super disappointing, but still proud of the kids and all the work they put in. So yeah, finished the year ranked 22nd in the country. Really can't complain about anything. No, man, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. We just got so fucking close. (laughs) So close. Yeah. yeah. But hey, man, I mean, you took on a powerhouse, man. You took them right up to the very end. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was uh, was nuts. We split seven and seven matches. They just... You know, they uh, it came down to like one match. You know, we would have won one match, we'd have gotten it, and we had our opportunities. So yeah, it was fun. I can't. I got like I said, I don't regret anything. It's just uh, yeah, you come close and you don't make it. So, but I'm okay. Yeah, and if uh, you're listening to this, you can uh, you can hear that the audio is probably a little bit better. I'm not talking into my cell phone, uh, sitting in the front seat of my truck, uh, out in uh. uh out in a not a trailer park but a campground so that's much better i'm at home man this feels great you remember about five years ago when every when every wrestling podcast is doing interviews with people over cell phones and oh, everybody kind of sounded like this and every time I talked to somebody, somebody, <laughs> was in the, uh, somebody was talking on their cell phone in their car yeah dude so my my first ever podcast right so i had I had a podcast in 2017 called the Podcast Express, right? Um, kind of a, a, a yeah, but kind of a playoff of the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. We even had right. our logo was the Rock and Roll Express logo, but it said the Podcast Express on it. It was it was a pretty cool right. logo, um, and so I had this idea, and then I was like, well, what what's my podcast going to be like? How do I get attention? I was like, well, screw, it. I need to interview somebody. And I was listening to uh, the Bruce Pritchard show with Conrad Thompson a lot. That was like the early days of that show. And it was like super popular. And I didn't even have a podcast yet. So, and I didn't know how to do a podcast, but I was like, I'm just going to do one. So I, I message, I DM Conrad Thompson. I was like, hey, man, I, I was like, hey, man, I have this podcast. I didn't have a podcast. I was like, I have this podcast. Uh, would you would you mind coming on and let me interview you? And he was like, sure, no problem. I was like, I dumbfounded because he had, you know, over a hundred thousand uh, um, followers at that point. Right. And pretty popular podcast. And so I was like, okay, now I have to figure out how to do a podcast. So I start getting all this stuff together. I, I have a microphone, I have uh, some other stuff, but no, I can't figure out how to work it. Um, and so, and then, so finally I get my microphone to work. I'll be, I could talk into the microphone, but now how do I get my, how do I record him? Because back in the day you couldn't record Skype and zoom just didn't exist until the pandemic, as far as I know. So you couldn't just record a Skype call. So I didn't know how to do any of that. So what I did was, is he just called my cell phone and I put him on speakerphone and I held it next to my microphone. And I did the podcast like that sounded horrendous, bro. Just terrible, dude. I had no clue what I was doing. Eventually I, I got a, um, like one of those sound mixers. And then I was able to hook my phone into the sound mixer. And that's how I interviewed people. So I actually interviewed a few wrestlers that way that was b- before zoom, obviously. So yeah, I know all about having terrible sounding podcasts. That is one hell of a story. I, I like it. You could have been an ad free shows guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, except for, uh, you know, I have found out through a mutual friend of ours. Those guys are scumbags. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and you make a lot of money though. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I, I am like, I, I always tell people they're like, uh, you know, what do you think about WWE working with Saudi? I'm like, I get money from the U S federal government. I have no morals. You know, <laughs> I was like, clearly I'll take money from anybody. So if Conrad Thompson would have given me a lot of money, I'd have been happy to take it, but uh, it didn't work out that way. So I pitched Con- when the, the first StarCast, I DM Conrad Thompson, because it was me in Chicago and I couldn't, I didn't have tickets. And I'm like, maybe I can scam someone into letting me film for them. So <laughs> yeah. I DM Conrad Thompson and I said, hey, what about video? What about video StarCast? He's like, I'm listening. So I made a pitch to him. I never heard anything back. And six weeks later, then like fight TV came through with, they were going to do everything. And I'm like, right. That son of a bitch. I, I mean, like it made much more sense to go with fight TV than my dumbass. But I mean, like, yeah, I get it. 
Yeah, he he might have actually used some of your uh, ideas. Um, oh, yes, yeah. because they were all there. I mean, yeah. like yeah, it's like this <laughs> you, when you pitch somebody, you know, you yeah, you're giving them ideas. Uh, yeah, that's that's really funny. So I went to uh, I almost I was uh, when Jim Crockett died a year ago today, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, I was writing this article. Coincidentally, I was writing this article about um, about him. And I, I remember that they did this extensive interview with him. I'm like, you know what? I would like to watch that. I would really like to see this great interview with Jim Crockett, the last interview. So I went on their site and I was going to subscribe for like one month just to, to watch this $30, yes, $30 a month. And they have people paying that. And if you're listening to the show and you subscribe to the ad free shows and you're good with paying $30 a month, God bless you. But I, I cannot in good conscience justify that. Do you, you want to watch it though? Right. Yeah, I did want to watch it. Well, I wouldn't okay. listen to the damn thing, but they only had it on video. Okay, I got you. I'll also right. no best. So oh yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you tonight. So oh, I needed it a year ago, man. But I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. Listen to, I'll listen to it. You have it. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have again. I I also have no scruples. So right, yes, bring it uh, on. <laughs> but hey, uh, so this is an impact podcast, and I want to welcome the the uh, viewers of the Impact Lounge YouTube. We're back on there this week. Um, I talked to BQ a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Hey, why don't you guys, you know, come on again?" The the last show was pretty successful. So Thanks, um, yeah, so I think we we might uh, you know we might try to do something every now and then, uh, you know, for uh, like pay per view go homes or something like that. So we're working it all out man it's just kind of free flowing here with uh with but, bq but mike it's such a slow news week whatever will we talk about i i know well uh well when we get to the patreon we got tons of news to talk about uh so that that's that's going to be wild uh when we get to that i'm sure both of us have pretty strong feelings about a lot of the news of the ring of honor the two yeah. of us get out of <laughs> yeah, about ring of honor and a lot of other things involving impact um but to, let's get into tonight's show man uh, this is the Sacrifice Go Home Show. Um, Sacrifice is this Saturday, two weeks after No Surrender, and they kind of just threw this pay-per-view together. Uh, or I guess, you know, it's on the app, so I guess WWE would call it a premium live event. But uh, um, they they just kind of threw it together. It's it's a nice card. There's some head-scratching matchups, um, but then there's some other matches that I'm, like, just super excited about. And so um, it felt like this week was just kind of a bridge to get to that. And then once sacrifice is over, then they will start getting their storylines together for the next big pay-per-view, which is rebellion in April. Two takes, two hot takes for you. One, I don't hate the term premium live event. Me either. I like it works. It's what it is. I mean, pay-per-view doesn't really work anymore because you're not paying per the view. Right. Right. We're, we're feeding into unless you're doing like AEW, like when I watched Revolution this weekend, like, you know, that's a paper. Yeah. Like this stuff, it makes it makes sense to calling it such. Second, if this is a half ass impact effort to put a card together at the last minute, it's a pretty damn good effort. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done a really good job, actually. Yeah, I'm 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 interested. Yeah. And, you know, navigating uh, navigating COVID, which they, they were hit hard before these tapings. And so they uh, the, no, no as surrender was America, as, yes. as was America. And I'm going to get into some of that a little bit later with uh, when it comes to one of the matches, because I noticed something and I think that it hmm. might be COVID related and I'll, hmm. I'll relate to it. But um, so tonight, I think that tonight's episode was kind of a tale of, of two shows. I thought it was bookended really well. I thought it opened up really well with Eddie Edwards and Steve Macklin. I thought it closed very well. I thought uh, with the Bullet Club versus Violent by Design and Tonga, Tama Tonga Tonga Loa, the G.O.D., uh, with the big brawl. I'm always a big fan of a, clo- a show-closing brawl. Um, and then there was some stuff in the middle that was just kind of like, ah, yeah. You know, he- head scratch. I see where they're going, but it just – the angles just didn't hit for me. Um, so – I, I'm not saying that this was a thumbs down episode. I still enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was a fun episode to watch, but probably of the year, I'd I'd put it on the bottom for me. I would agree. Like it was, I think this is the least interesting episode of Impact I've watched in a while. But it wasn't like bad. Like I think the standard of the show has just really picked up over the last uh, three four months, right? Uh, two three months maybe. Like uh, it was fine. Where it was good, it was good. Where it was bad, it was puzzling. So yes. Yes. Um, so we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, so BTI, Brian Myers defeated Crazy Steve. And that was talking BTI. 
Cool. Return next week for more talking BTI. Um, so the, the opening video recapped Eddie Edwards' explanation for turning point on impact wrestling and aligning himself with, uh, or for turning point, I'm sorry, for turning on impact and aligning himself with honor no more. Uh, along with it came a promo from Macklin who takes on Eddie Edwards. Uh, we, that's the first match. Uh, Steve Macklin defeats Eddie Edwards uh, via disqualification. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good match up until the up until the end. There, um, we'll we'll go we'll go to the end now. In control, Eddie Edwards worked over Macklin with constant chops, but all he achieved was to wake up Macklin, who came back at Edwards with chops of his own. Both men continued uh, with back and forth strikes until Macklin had a backbreaker, a lariat, and an Olympic slam, which I thought was kind of a cool spot. Uh, Macklin tried to hit the the third tope. But Edwards stopped him. Eddie ended up distracting himself with the fans and allowing Macklin to hit the crosshair spear. So they were on the ropes. Eddie Edwards is down, upside down, and then uh, Macklin ends up hitting the crosshairs cool. on him. Which that's my that's one of my favorite spots that he cool. does. Very cool. Um, uh, suddenly, Edward. So uh, Eddie goes out to the ring or goes outside of the ring. Um, Macklin's trying to come after him. Edwards got a kendo stick and and smacked the hell out of him over the head for the DQ. And then he continued the attack after the bell until Team Impact. Ran out for the save. Um, thoughts on this match? It was fun. I, yeah. um, I wish this was a pay-per-view match. I hope we see it again someday. I think they had really good chemistry. Um, the tope is like outside the super kick, the most spammed move in pro wrestling. And I've seen a bazillion of them, but Macklin's looks really good. Yeah. He, he his a big body moving really well. His reminds me of Darby Allen's. Yeah, um and like but beefier, yeah. but a beefier version of Dar- like a more dangerous Darby Allen spear, I would say. Mm-hmm. Darby's yeah. is like wild and and they they've figured out how to shoot it really well in AEW. Mm-hmm. They, sometimes they don't even get him in in the shot, and it's just his body just it's like a Roadrunner cartoon. Like yeah. but this was uh this was different. I I quite enjoyed what we had. Um, I yeah I, I didn't like the end, but again, this is storytelling stuff, and it, it kind of is what it is, and. You know, I don't think it's the right time for either guy to really take a loss. But you know, no. we have a small roster, so you got to you got to put matches on. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm not not a big fan of, of uh, the DQ here. I I'm I'm not, I don't hate it at all. All right, because I, I get it. it. Yeah. We're we're making Eddie a heel, mm-hmm. so he did a heel move. I would have mm-hmm. liked to see him cheat to win, um, because if he's going to be the guy, he's the top heel in the company. The the wins are important. So now I he's agree. just he's just losing. Macklin, if 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 Eddie cheats and beats him or like if he hits the kendo, hits him with a kendo stick, distracts the ref, you know, honor no more comes down, you know, the, what, what are those guys, David and Bennett, they hit their finisher on him, And then Eddie comes in to get the victory. I think that's cool. Right. That, that's, yeah. that seems like appropriate with, with that. But so my, this is like a minor nitpick, by the way, this is not like me complaining, but that that's kind of what I would have done. By the same token, if Eddie's a heel now, him having a I don't give a shit attitude about getting disqualified isn't bad either. It no. does change the character up a little bit, makes him more unpredictable. But um, I don't know. I just I don't know. Like WWE ruined disqualifications for everybody. So yeah, I just don't like them. I know you're not supposed to like them. So I get what they're going for. It, it was fine in the whole. I'm looking forward to this being a match again. This is oh, is Steve Macklin like? For as much crap as the performance center takes for developing talent, right? Because especially male talent, like there's a long list of eh, talent that's come out of there. Macklin's really good, and I think yeah. that if a lot of these guys have a chance to showcase what they can really do outside of a very um, encumbering WWE system, I think people would be surprised. Yeah, man, I I'm very surprised at how great Macklin has been. He's really good. Um, yeah. Um, so Maria cut a promo telling Team Impact that they were all fools for being brainwashed and thinking that honor and impact mattered. Uh, so these <laughs> this this was taped before the announcement. It's like uh, <laughs> it didn't age very well. No. <laughs> she said that Edwards turning on them uh, made them question. Uh, Heath and Vincent talked trash to each other, uh, and they ended up uh, challenging each other to a match. I. Uh, I thought I, I don't know what it is about Vincent. I really like him. I just, been, I just I've been it. a big fan. I'll, I'll have more to say about this later. I, yeah. I've, um, during the pandemic era of Ring of Honor, which was a really hard watch after right. the Pure Tournament, Vincent was a pleasure to watch. He's he's got he's a personality guy. He's um I've always compared him a little bit to Bray Wyatt, but I mean yeah. I think he's a little bit more uh, crazy. Whereas Blake Bray Wyatt was very theatrical mm-hmm. in his performance. Like, like Vincent always came off like he's 
loco, you know, he's a little, little koofy. Yeah. So I, I like Vincent. I like this. I, one critique I have about this. Why are we not letting Taven cut promos anymore? I, you know what? He, we didn't hear it all from him tonight. So we got, we got to rectify that situation. I so, concur. and I, you know, they, they got a lot of new people and uh, they're, you know, everybody, they want to get more people, more chances to talk. The, the good problem to have is that they have a, a lot more people that can cut better promos now that they brought these ring of honor guys in. Very true. Um, yeah. Maria, Maria overrated promo though. Yeah. Yeah. O- overrated, but they keep her stuff short. So, um, but she's kind of like, you know, the de facto, I don't want to say voice of it because they all kind of have their own voice, but mm-hmm. she, she does some of the talking for them. I think I would prefer, you know, Taven um, doing some more of the talking, but um, you know, th- th- this is fine, but you and I are both Taven guys. Now we're on the, we're on team Taven. Now we are team Taven. This is a pro Taven podcast. And I do think this is a show that we started to see the cracks and uh, I don't know more already starting to splinter off. Here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to get to that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, Heath uh, with team impact defeated Vincent with uh, honor. No more. Um, the, you know, this match was okay. So this is where I was, um, I was talking about maybe COVID reared its ugly head because last week Heath revealed that he was out for COVID protocols. I, I, so I don't know that he actually had it or if he was just a close contact for somebody and that's why he had missed the previous tapings, but he was sucking wind about a minute into that match. And I was like, I was like, brother, I know exactly what that look is. Like he was he, he looked like his breathing was just completely restricted. Like it, whenever I had those breathing issues, it felt like somebody was sitting on top of my chest and I, oh. it would, it would hurt to take deep breaths. I never, when I caught the thing, I never had the breathing issues. And I had that stupid thing on my finger monitoring my oxygen because my wife got me all paranoid about it. So I just had some fatigue. I got so lucky with it, Yeah, but I convinced having watched this match that you will never know for sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, he said, he said that he was out due to COVID protocols. Those are his words. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then watching that match, it leads me to believe that he probably had he it. Was, he was yeah. the protocol <laughs> because not only, not only me, like I talked to my doctor and he was like, so many people are saying the same things as you were like, where you feel fine. And then all of a sudden you do something like you go up the stairs or you do something that exerts yourself. And next thing you know, you got to sit down because you can't breathe. All right? And that was me. That was me for a couple of weeks. After. Like I like I was I didn't have, you know, I wasn't having the chills and all that stuff. But this the breathing, it lingered on for a couple of weeks, man. And it sucked. Um, yeah, I had I had the chills. I had the fever. Yeah. I had the fatigue, but not like breathing fatigue. Like, holy shit, I got hit by a bus fatigue. Right. Like right. this virus that I, I wouldn't wish that virus on my worst enemy. No. No, I, I, so I had the chills and the stuff for the first couple of days and then I was fine, but the breathing stuff lingered for a while. So, um, so, but, so we're sorry, supposed to believe Heath's the top contender for this title. Oh, oh, yeah, he, he, he didn't look good in this match. I I'm going to, I don't want to, you know, maybe, maybe he deserves a mulligan because of the virus, yeah, but, that. uh, he, it, it was not, a, this match was not good. I don't, I wouldn't say it's too bad. I, I did like what Vincent did in the match, but, uh, me too. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I think Vincent, a ring of honor guy true through and through, uh, kind of carried old Heath to a decent performance. Yeah. And I hope he's feeling better now, but at the same time, it's also Heath. Yeah. So we're not I, talking about a, an epic worker here. No, no, not at all. But yeah. Anyway, uh, after the match, both parties brawled until Moose came out and took out Taven by accident as he was trying to take out Heath, who instead hit the wake up call on Moose for and then uh, he actually covered him for a pin and uh, Rich Swan came in and counted the three. So you had like the uh, what are they the ceremonial or symbolic pin there for uh, for all Heath. Um, then we go to the impact plus flashback moment of the week. Team 3D versus Beer Money Incorporated versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, so there you go. I fast forwarded through that. Sorry. Oh, I watched it because I oh love you did. Machine, I love yeah. the Motor City Machine Guns. And Dude, I always me too. That. Me too. I, I think we're going to talk about them uh, later on on Patreon. I got. I assume, I, I, assume I got a theory because Frankie's got. Or because, yeah, because uh, Kazarian's coming. Not Kazarian. I'm sorry. Alex Shelley. Uh, Alex Shelley come back. His freaking Twitter I, name always throws me off. I keep thinking it says Frank. Like right. Yeah, Alex yeah. Shelley's coming back. Yeah, Alex Shelley's coming back at sacrifice to take on his former protege, uh, Jay White. Uh, I think it was that, and also it was um, 
it was a sacrifice show. So they, you know, they're gearing up for sacrifice. So they're showing old sacrifice matches. So um, Masha, Masha Slamovich is next. Uh, she defeated, uh, I guess she's from Booker T's school, the reality of wrestling school, Rochelle Rose, uh, quick squash for old Slamovich. Um, for those that don't know, this match was taped before the whole Russia stuff happened. And so if you see, you know, she's got the Russia colors and keeping the name. I'm look, I, I don't think that impact should really overdo it here with uh, with changing things up. I do think that going forward at the next tapings, they should probably remove the flag and all that stuff from her gear, though. Um, as the kids say, it hits different. Yeah. If all I could think is watching this match, she hits that snowplow, and this is the first shot that goes through my head. I'm like, if this was 30 years ago, they would have called that the Ukrainian like uh, power plant or something like oh, that. Absolutely, you know? yeah. it's something completely trashy and tasteless. Yeah. And there's a middle, like you said, there's a middle ground where you don't have to strip everything away from Masha, but. Right. Let's not go the other way either. No, let's you know? let's stay as far away from that. It's a different day and age, but you're 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 right. And not not only would uh would that be what it called, like she would have had an American pretending to be a, a Russian by her side doing the worst Russian accent uh, humanly possible and saying all the most horrible things. So like Crusher Khrushchev of her own. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like no, none of those damn Russians in in uh, mid Atlantic were actually Russian because she had a single one. No, because um, Ivan Koloff was from Toronto. Toronto, right? Wasn't he? Quebec, I believe. Quebec, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Nikita Koloff Nikita was from, Koloff from Minnesota. He went, high, yeah, he went to high school with Rick Rude and those guys. <laughs> yeah, and so did Darso. Darso. So did Darso, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but it's really cold in Minnesota and they probably played hockey. So they have some Russian in them, maybe. Possibly. They, yeah. they knew the, they knew the, uh, the environment. So. Yeah. But, so I, I know that. I saw there was a, somebody on one of the Impact fan pages that I'm a part of on Facebook. I think it was Impact Fan Nation. And they said, hey, you know, Masha's career is going to get killed before it even gets started. And I'm like, yeah. pump the brakes on that stuff. She's a wonderful talent. She's young. Um, she can't control what's going on in the world. She has Russian heritage, and that's been a part of her character. And it's been working for a long time. I don't think you change anything else other than taking out the Russian flag and some of the Russian rhetoric off Maybe. to the side. Maybe we just call her Masha for a yeah. little bit. I think that we should just call her Masha anyway. I've Yeah, because Slamovich is a stupid name. Let's be real. I'll <laughs> yeah. say it. It's just yeah. stupid. It's so indie. Yeah. It's so indie. Slamovich. It's really bad. But right. Yeah. And and I'm like, I'm never one of those guys whenever, like, if somebody builds up a name on the independence, for the most part, I'm like, they should keep their name. Yeah. Nine times right? out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Masha Slamovich and Jake something should figure something else out. <laughs> I think so. My, but that's just my opinion. It just it screams independent. And so, um, but uh, yeah, she, she got the quicks uh, squash there. So she looks great as always. She's a fantastic wrestler uh, backstage. A uh, girl of destiny cut a great promo about not being dead weight. Like uh, Jay white had said that they were, uh, but they were actual champions in draw seven time. IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Tama Tonga addressed Jay White, telling him that he had it, that had it been uh, Tama who brought in White to begin with, um, or telling him that it had been Tama who brought up White to begin with, and that it was this was personal. He said that White was threatened by him, and then all of a sudden, Violent by Design approached them, tried to start a business arrangement. Uh, EA, EY wanted a shot at the Good Brothers, while God wanted. Um, wanted a shot at the good brothers tag team titles and god wanted a shot at the good brothers and they wanted to beat up on jay white so uh they accepted so they're going to be partners later in the evening i suppose in a company where sammy callahan calls himself a draw anybody can be a draw everybody's drawing. <laughs> yeah let's be real i like god but they didn't draw a diamond like they're not nobody bought a ticket to see god <laughs> no. like in japan but i mean come on no but they did buy a ticket to see the bullet club and they Bullet were big parts club. of that. Yeah. Bullet Club. Yes. Yeah. And they were they were a big part of the Bullet Club. They were a big part so. of the Bullet Club. Not as big as Kenny Omega. But no. Big part of Bullet Club. No, not as big as AJ Styles or not as big as AJ Styles. Uh Prince David and all those guys. So yeah. But yeah, totally get it. And then this was weird. I don't know. I think I might be done with this. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Ace Austin approached Mike Bailey about the win last week and once again tried to get him to join up and go for the gold. Bailey agreed that maybe he and Austin had a better shot than Austin and Fulton ever did. Fulton wasn't happy about that comment. Thoughts? So I, I messaged you in the middle when I was watching this sequence <laughs> yeah. because I couldn't. 
because again, uh, we start off with Bailey doing some like pirouette stretches, basically on risers. Why are there's risers just in the middle of the scene? I have no idea. And I texted you three of the worst haircuts in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, Speedball Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, just terrible hair all around. I am so bored with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. so just... bored. I'm looking at the background. I'm looking at haircuts. Like I, I like Ace Austin. He's an awful actor. Like. Yeah, I have zero interest in any of this at this point. They're yeah. in the ring, great. I love watching them wrestle. Oh yeah, but the the um, their thespian work, not not on board with. Not not working out here. And Mike Bailey is, um, I would say, next to Cardona, like the hottest guy on the independents right now. Dude, he is everywhere, and his matches are getting like five star reviews from. Uh, all over the place, man. And the highlights that you see on Twitter of this guy are incredible. Good um, athlete, man. Great, good athlete. Yeah, fantastic athlete. I'm learning so much about this guy. Um, I, I think that he should be the guy to have the X Division title, and he should be taking it to all these independents that he's working. Um, he's actually going to take on Jay White, uh, New Japan, during WrestleCon weekend. So um, that should be awesome, man. So I've cut, I like this, by the way. Um, here's what I'm thinking in this day and age where you're allowed to work for a major company, but then you can go still go all over, make money and get better. Why don't we see that from more people? I know the answer, but I mean, mm. I'm, I'm asking a rhetorical question is why don't more people do this? Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people balked at that. I know that was, um, so when killer cross worked in impact and, and he might just be a bad example cause he's just a, dipshit but um yeah but when he was an impact and i think uh, i don't know how much he was making but it you know it's probably 20 30,000 a year and what what they told him and he wanted a lot more money and what they told him was look when you're starting out and you're new you know we're going to put you on tv but then you got to go out and take all the independent dates and fill up your calendar cuz with impact you're only working once a month Mm-hmm. So it's only like two to four days a month. And that's, that's not that many dates. So there, you have to fill up your calendar and go out there and get your name out there and spread it all over. You have to hustle. And he didn't want to do that. There's a lot of people are just like that. They just, they want to work for this one company and they want to get, they want to get their paycheck every week and they don't want to get out there and hustle. Uh, but Lazy. then you got late. And then you got guys like speedball Bailey and, you know, and, and to his credit, Ace Austin is another one of those guys. Ace Austin is another he's, one. I saw him at the AAW show here in Chicago. Like, yeah. yeah, these guys, these guys that work are the ones who are actually getting better. Like yeah. we see this a lot in AEW too, where these people, they sign on and you just don't see them anymore. And it's like, how do you expect to be good? And then I hear people complain about why so-and-so isn't booked and why so-and-so isn't booked. And I'm like, well, they could take bookings every weekend if they wanted to. Yeah. But they just, I mean, if you're complacent, which that's what it is, right? Neither company asks a lot from anybody, right? Warrior Wrestling brings in everybody. Yeah. Right? Defy brings in everybody. Like, why aren't you doing more, man? And and Killer Cross is, uh, <laughs> well, we see how that worked out for him. Yeah. He's uh, he's controlling his narrative out there, right? As, as we speak. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll pay to rant in his face. I don't know. So what? <laughs> Wow, we need, to t- we need to discuss that at some point. So yeah. look, we we talked about this. We're gonna cover this, right? Because like I, I this, think we that, have to. I think that like you know, for fight game media, our show has pretty much lowered the bar for content, so it has to be us. Yes, like, we're like we're like the redheaded stepchildren we of are. fight game. We're we're sure. like the. The bar is so low, you like stumble over it as you're walking in. Like you got like the boom and like pound for yeah. pound, so they got way up high, and then you got us, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel. We'll do the CYN. Yeah, I I covered IPWF, the horrendous impact show from December. Um, I I, I think I'm the only one, and you are with me. We're I'm the on only the ones. Show. Yes, yeah. we're we're the only ones qualified to do that. So I I think that it has to be us qualified or punished yeah yeah we clearly have no dignity we will do anything for money i will Um, i will watch austin aries cutting stupid victim promos about how did two guys control their own narrative this by the way like is that like the focus is i'm controlling my narrative you're controlling your narrative can the narratives coexist right i gotta see i gotta see how this whole thing works out and how god awful terrible it's gonna be it's not gonna be good it's gonna be terrible and i can't wait uh remember what remember we kept asking when uh adam share was gonna come into impact and i kept uh, saying it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen and here we here we are they started their own company 
Bro, I was on the train, you know, and he used to he used to run around the ring and they would make train noises, right? You, yeah, you would yeah, yeah. Sounds. Dude, I was for him coming to Impact because I, I liked him in WWE. Like he didn't do much, but what he did, I thought he was intense and had and he was you know fun to watch. And I was like, and I thought he was a big star that him, him coming to Impact would be a big deal for Impact. I am so glad that deal fell through. And you were right. I was wrong. You're handsome. I'm not attractive. You're smart. I'm stupid. Yeah, that whole thing. I'll take uh, it. Ha- Happy Gilmore, everybody. Go watch it. Yes, but uh, watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad they they literally dodged a bullet on that, dude. I so he he was he was spending. Uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, just hurling insults at people. Dude, like, you owned social media. Oh my I forgot God. to give you credit for this. I yeah. saw Warren Hayes praising Mike. I'm like, that's my boy. Look at that. <laughs> Dude, I, I, got, I got retweets from almost every major like wrestling <laughs> media fight uh, out there. Um, but yeah, he was like hurling insults at people. And then I just responded. And I was like, hey, man, how's that mental health app going? And he goes, oh, fine. Thank you. And then I, I was just like, there's nothing more to say. So I just screenshotted it. I said nothing. I just posted the picture. And next thing you know, it just gets picked up everywhere. <laughs> because it was so perfect. And that meathead went right over his head. It yeah. Was just right over his meathead is what I should have said. Like, goddamn, was that fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, here you are, a mental health advocate. And you're just sitting there hurling insults at people that could probably use some help. Right. If they're getting into arguments on Twitter, they're clearly not there. Right. And so and you're just hurling is charged. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you're and you're hurling insults at these people. And then uh, and it doesn't seem like that app is working out for you so much there, Mr. (laughs) Sure. And uh, I don't think that you're a good advocate for that business. You don't seem to be qualified. That's okay. EC3's making Nazi jokes on. This whole thing is going to be like. Impact will stay around forever, man. Because like even at its even at its worst, it'll never be this. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. And we need to watch this and go, oh, maybe things aren't so bad sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to the show. Cassie Lee of the inspiration defeated Madison Rain with the influence. I'm gonna say something that might be kind of a hot take. take. Um uh I I thought Cassie Lee looked good here. Um yes. Like her ring work uh, looked look great. Um, I thought she looked better than Madison Rain. Uh, I have not been impressed with Madison Rain for a long time. I thought that she looked better than Chelsea Green later in the show. Ooh. And I, I'm not saying this was, you know, a, a great match. This was all building towards the angle with Caleb to the outside. But I, 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 I enjoyed this. I thought this was fine. Yes, this was not uh, Minami Toyota Naja Kong. No one's claiming that it was. I thought, excuse me, I thought she looked. I thought she looked good. Um, like competent, mm-hmm. like more than actually, that's not even fair. More than competent, I, I, like I yeah. was, I was, not, I was pleasantly entertained, and like you know, um, I actually think they've been better here than they were in WWE, like considerably. Yep, my, from the beginning, you know? yeah, yeah, I think they've been fine. The the um, this is the worst distraction finish I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so campy. It's like it's so it is campy, and it works. Yeah. It works for them, so I'll allow it. But we got to shit or get off the pot with Caleb, man. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got to he's got to get rid of these stupid influence ladies and join the right. inspiration. Right. I mean, that's the only way we can go with it. And like, he set her down. Ever he set Billy down. What's her name now? Uh, uh Je- well, Jesse. There you go, Jesse. Okay. He okay. He sets her down ever so gently, and everyone's like staring at him, slack jawed, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like, he didn't do anything controversial like no. what should he have done like a, a blue thunder bomb like i don't know i don't well, know <laughs> I, well it, normally he would because he you know would get involved in the matches and help cheat right and so he would like he probably would have slammed normally in that situation but she wasn't in the match it was the no, other that it, one that is true yeah <laughs> so that's what i'm saying it's like why do you care if he slams the other one shouldn't she be like yeah go why, why are you paying attention? Like distraction finishes are dumb to begin with, but this one was like really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole, the whole story is really like, dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm just ready for it to be over. I can't, I'm glad this match is Bro, finally happening. They have stretched this out for so long. Yeah. 
It's, like, it's we're not exactly talking the free birds and the Von Erics here, man. No, this thing has just gone on and on and like, <laughs> can't wait for it to be over. Yeah. The same here. Um, next we got Tasha Steeles uh, defeated Chelsea green in a knockouts championship. Number one contender match. Uh, basically um, Chelsea had the upper hand and then Savannah Evans uh, beat her up and Tasha won. There you go. That was the match. Um, not a good match. Chelsea green did not look good. Very clunky. Very clunky. She looks like between between moves. She always looks so lost and like robotic and like uncomfortable. Like the fact that she got she gets so many books. Like I said, I was talking about people being lazy. Chelsea Green is not lazy. No, I'll say that she gets booked everywhere. She's got a great work ethic. She really does. Uh, I just don't think she's very good. Yeah, I just don't think she ever put it together in the ring. Or maybe it's just maybe she's just a terrible baby face. She I think she's a terrible baby face. I will give you that. And I guess this we're just going to keep on stringing along this eventual heel turn, whatever it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think Tasha is one of the more improved players over the last year. I, I hope she wins on Saturday. Me too. I really like her. I think she'd be a great champion. I think she's gotten a lot better since yep. this, uh, since the tag team broke up. I'm actually, I, I dig it. I think, you know, she got the better end of that one because Kira Hogan, Tried her best to get signed with AEW. I think she's worked some dark matches, but haven't seen much of her. She's been doing NWA too. I believe Kira's on a tier zero at AEW, which means, um, you know, we'll get, we'll kick you some money and do yeah. you do a bunch of dark stuff. Ha- have uh, your have your phone handy. Uh, and yeah, she's on can... the same, but she's on the same tier as like a sky blue. Right. You know, it's like their developmental deal. So it's not like maybe she'll be in the Ring of Honor. Who knows. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. Um, security uh, backstage asked Matt Cardona, uh, who was walking into the building, if he had a backstage pass while he's carrying the Digital Media World Championship, which Cardona then chastised them. Uh, Cardona tried to show off his win last week. So he had his phone. He was trying to show a video of him beating Grace, uh, but nobody cared. He ends up talking to this old dude who might have been Ralphus's grandpa. I don't know who he was, but uh, and his name was on his shirt. It looked like he was like a massage guy is what it said. But uh, he said he's going to take the title and defend it somewhere else. So he's going to he's going to be out for a little bit. Put some respect on the name of the NWA <laughs> World Champion, my yeah. friend. The belt held by Lou Thez and Harley Race, and right. Flair, <laughs> yeah. Matt Cardona. You know, I say this and, not not in and, mocking fashion whatsoever because he's the most important name on the independent scene right now, and I'm not is. over exaggerating. He's like, not. No, he's great. Yeah, he's, he. Honest to God, man, he's a he's become. A highlight of this show, and I I think they should put the world title on him. I I, w- I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Um, I, I, he's more yeah. to me. To me, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. To me, he's far more interesting than Moose. Uh, Moose versus Heath, absolutely. Um, if they get Josh back, different story because I think that story is uh, it's, I that, that, that that's a, that's a different story. But I, I think I think l- later this year, um, if they transition over to Josh. I and somehow it ends up on Cardona. I I think that you could do a Cardona run eventually. Not allowed Josh talk tonight. No, they they didn't really bring him up. They talked about him a lot last week, but this mm-hmm. week uh, you didn't really hear him uh, hear about him. So we'll 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 see how all that plays out. But it looks like a Cardona. He's actually not even on the posters for Sacrifice. Um, he's booked somewhere else. So he's going to miss this. Uh, he's going to miss Sacrifice and the and the taping after that. But I think he's going to be back in Philly in a how couple weeks. How many bookings do you think he has for WrestleMania weekend? Oh, dude, he's got to be hitting every show. I he's wouldn't surprise. Like, like we're in Pentagon and Phoenix, work like twenty shows. WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be him. He's yeah. gonna be everywhere. Everywhere. And good for him, man. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah, great. He had uh, outside the two big promotions. I don't think anybody had a better year than Matt Cardona. No, I really nope. don't. Yep. Nope. He's great. Uh, Jonah defeated Johnny Swinger. Um, so Swinger challenged Jonah to a rematch after Jonah already destroyed Swinger uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Jonah's getting ready to take on uh, PCO at Sacrifice. So this was uh, <laughs> it was a squash swinger. Opened the match by raking his eyes, and I started laughing so hard. Uh, and then he tried to get him in a Russian leg sweep for some reason. And then Jonah blocked it, uh, hit the senton, hit the tsunami, got the win. And as he's going for a second tsunami after the uh, after the match was over, the Honor No More theme song hits, and out comes PCO in total babyface mode. Comes out, they fight. Um, and then Jonah hits uh, a tsunami on PCO, 
who then after being down for a few seconds, no sells it. And Jonah gets scared and runs away. PCO what? is already a baby face. What is this? Like, I so, love the idea of the two of them wrestling each other. Yeah. It's going to be ugly, beefy, you know, slam. PCO is going to do some stupid bumps and Jonah will slam him off something. It's going to be, but Jonah's a heel. Yeah. This is our biggest heel faction. What do we I, like? I, I, I get it. Uh, so PCO has gotten nothing but cheers since the moment. So, so it hard to kill whenever they were attacking them. PCO was getting chance whenever an honor no more debuted. They were chanting PCO as he was doing his crazy moves during the match with Saban. They were chanting PCO uh, at no surrender. PCO was getting all the chance because of the crazy stuff he was doing. I think they just turned him babyface. I think at sacrifice, he goes in there. He will lose to Jonah. Honor no more will then turn on him. And he is a complete babyface because they got six members already. That's too many for a faction. Uh, he yeah. didn't really, he didn't really fit in with that crew. He's too crazy. So I, I like PCO babyface doing stuff. So I'm fine with it too. Um, just pull the trigger and let it happen. Do the ward low thing with him and let's just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, get it out of the way. Don't let it string on for two years. Like Wardlow. I mean, this, I mean, this brother, when he came out, I was like, Oh, they brought out the only guy older than swinger. Uh, and then he came out and, uh, That's got, true, by the way. yeah, got, got huge pops there. So, uh, Jim Miller interviewed Deanna Peraza about her upcoming champ champ challenge that sacrificed Peraza ran down the name she had defeated. And then it was interrupted by Giselle Shaw, who said Peraza had an easy win against frost. Uh, because she took her out. Prazo talked trash to Shaw, but before Shaw could accept the challenge, Lady Frost walked up and told her that she asked management for a match, and it will be Shaw versus Frost at the countdown show for Sacrifice. Haven't we seen that match before? We It was just a couple weeks ago, and uh, Frost lost. And then next week, Frost got a title shot. So, uh, But in, in, so in the defensive impact, I don't agree with it, However, this was like an open challenge, so it didn't matter what your record was. You could just challenge for the title. So, Frost was very comfortable in the interview segment. Like her, yeah. her dialogue wasn't stilted and, and awkward. So, credit to her on that. I'm just not buying Giselle Shaw in this. I mean, like I have yet to watch her work, right? Because yeah. I missed the show that she was on. The gimmick, not a. I don't buy it. Like I just, it's not working. I need to see the match, and perhaps I'll change my mind. But I'm really. Yeah, not into not her, into this Giselle Straw thing. Right no, now. her her in ring work is far better than her promos. So, um, Hannah Finn and Ray Walt ran down the card for Sacrifice, including the newly added matches of OJK versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack, which should be a uh, really good fun match. Um, uh, Mickey James and Tasha Steeles for the Knockouts title. Um, so Bullet Club, Jay White, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Chris Bay defeated Violent by Design, Joe Doring, and Joey. Uh, and Cody Diener and the Gorillas of Destiny. The moment that I saw that it was Diener instead of Eric Young, I was like, I know who's getting the pen. That's <laughs> so, why. That's why old Cody Diener's on the team. <laughs> yeah, and he just resigned, and it's because he will always get the pen, and you need those guys around. You need that so, guy, and he knows, and he knows it. I thought it was really cool how it started off, where you know this is a, a heated feud, so they mm-hmm. didn't just start off, you know, going to the corners immediately and calling for the first two guys to to enter the ring and do their lockups. No, as soon as uh, God came out, they just started brawling all over the building. Uh, security comes out, they start beating up security, and Scott Demore uh, then comes out and and instead of like you know postponing the match or canceling it, he said, "Screw it, it's now no DQ, go at it." And then he told the security guards to get the hell out of the ring. I thought that was a strong open to the match. Yeah, man. It worked. You know, I like, um, I don't know. I'm so 50, 50 on Scott, but he's been on the show less. So I was good. This was a good use for him. Yeah. You know? good, good use for him. And and then I thought the match was uh, pretty good. I thought it was yeah, pretty funny. At, yeah. At one point, uh, Joe Doring grabbed a door and he was going to put Chris Bay through it, but Chris Bay uh, wiggled his way out of the power bomb. And then uh, Doring went to go do a shoulder tackle onto Chris Bay through a door, but he ends up Doring himself. So Doring got Doring. Doring did get Dored. <laughs> yeah, very, so. uh, very GCW with these doors. I actually like the Doring uh, uh, Jay White interaction. Yeah. I have it. Ooh, all Japan versus New Japan because I'm a nerd like that. Um, yeah. By the way, Kazuyuki Vegeta is still the global. <laughs> so he hadn't lost it yet, huh? Not yet. Not yet. I, I, uh, it wasn't because of that match, but I did cancel my Russell Universe subscription. I I had the free for three months, and then uh, um, they kept charging me, and uh, I have just not been watching lately. So the, the first official challenger to Kazuki Fujita's title, Masato Tanaka. 
Yeah, so they went with somebody that is Johnny Swinger's age, but who is actually still very good, by He's the way. Still very good. <laughs> yeah. It's just a very, uh, it's a very Noah move. Yeah, yeah. F- yeah. Fujita moving around like Rhino, and uh, he's the champ. So yeah. there you go. But um, yeah, so Bullet Club got the victory. Um, Girls of Destiny and um, the Good Brothers, they actually brawl to the back. Um, and uh, Jay White got the pin over Cody Diener, of course. So, and then in the back, as the show is ending, they just uh, Good Brothers and Girls of Destiny were just brawling all over the, the backside area and uh, the backstage area. And then the Good Brothers just took off out the exit. And uh, we're not going to see the Girls of Destiny for a while because they're in Japan for the New Japan Cup. So, and the yeah. never ending New Japan Cup, the 8,000 man brackets for this did you, year's New Japan Cup. Did you fill out a bracket this year? No, I looked at oh. those brackets. When I saw that Okada had a first round match and Master Wado had a bye, my sports brain went, this is not real. And I moved on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Chris Samson. And I, and I wanted, wanted to support him, but I actually didn't fill out my bracket either. So no, I just, um, I can't. And I saw that. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I know no reasonable, no reason should Master Wado have a bye over the champion. So I'm, I'm right. checked out. Um, yeah. Are Violet by design baby faces now? I think they're kind of tweeners, but they do have a legitimate gripe because they do. You know, they 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 teamed up with the Good Brothers for the last you know month to to fight the More. the the Bullet Club, and next thing you know, they're part of the Bullet Club. And the reason why they were teaming up is because the Good Brothers said shot. you'll get it. So now they're getting a title shot at, at Sacrifice. So logical storytelling and um violent by design teamed up with tama tonga tonga loa and the only reason is because they have a mutual enemy it doesn't matter if they're baby face or heel so okay. i yeah I, I i dug the whole thing and i'm uh you know i know we've seen um violent by design versus the good brothers before but i think that it's a different story and um should should be good to go overall thoughts on the show tonight it's fine um i like the end i like the beginning there's stuff i liked there was nothing really bad on the show. I mean, nobody died. Nobody was brought back to life. You know, <laughs> yeah. there was no demons. Yeah. Um, there was no reality show bullshit. So, you know, it was fine. It's watchable on our TV. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I thought it was a decent show. Again, right. I would probably put it on the, the bottom rung of, yeah. uh, of the episodes that we have been getting lately. Uh, it's been but, a good year though. It's yeah. been a good year at impact. The, the bar is high right now. And it I is. think, I think that is a, I think that's a good thing. Um, sacrifice coming up this Saturday. Um, got a lot of big matches. Um, let's go ahead and run down the card real quick and just do let's quick do picks. Um, we got uh, Impact World Championship Moose versus Heath. Um, I don't think that's going to be a good match, and I think Moose is going to win. What say you, sir? This is the most waste of a world title match of all time. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like George South getting that against Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna Moose. Let's just. Yeah, it pisses me off that Chris Saban's not on the card, but Heath is, and Chris Saban has a victory over Moose. He should be getting the title shot. But that would be logical storytelling. But no, yeah. Heath Heath got kids or something. Yeah, Heath Heath can barely breathe, and here here's a world championship match. So, um, Impact Knockouts World Championship, uh, Mickey James versus Tasha Steeles. Who you got? I'm hoping it's Tasha Steeles. Logic says probably Mickey James because I think we're building to this Chelsea Green heel turn, which will feature lots of bad matches. But I think Tasha's done great work, and I would I think I think Mickey as champ is uh, a little played out at this point. I'd like to see a change. I think that WWE bump that she got is over, and I'm ready for Tasha Steeles. So not only do I hope, I I think that she will win. I'm going to pick her. Um, Impact Tag Team Champions, uh, Good Brothers versus Violent by Design. Good Brothers, we just re, we just kind of revamped the Good Brothers, and this Bullet Club thing is brand new, so it's yeah, uh, we and, get uh, the belts on them a little bit longer. Yeah, and stick around on Patreon. We just got a Good Brothers announcement that uh, pretty juicy, quite so, interesting, yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, X, yeah, X Division Championship, Trey Miguel versus Jake Something. We forgot to talk about Something's promo. Oh um, yes, and that was a good promo, by the way. It was a good promo. Yeah. I don't believe he'll win. No, I don't either. But they're doing something with them. This is their semi-annual push of Jake something. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We have so, to dangle the carrot in front of Jake something every year. Yeah, we'll say, hey, hey, are you going to sign this contract? Okay, well, we'll put you in a big match if you just sign. Okay, I'll sign. And then put him in the big match. Okay, now you're back and to the bottom wins. of the card. Um, Trey wins because yeah. 
I think we need to move on and put. I do think I do think it's time to put that exhibition belt on somebody else. I think it's speedballs time, man. I'm, I'm a speedball guy. Uh, knockouts tag championship. Uh, inspiration versus the influence. Uh, inspiration easy. The love right? of God, inspiration, and leave this thing alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> champ, champ, challenge. Uh, Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Uh, Diona Perazzo. She's also the Reina Duranas champion. So uh, versus to be determined. Any guesses on who TBD will be? Because no, I, I was and, way fucking off on uh, the last show, man. Uh, I think that with her being the Ring of Honor women's champion, <laughs> it could be anything at this yeah, point. No. I have could, no idea. I know. That could be in flux, man. Tony Khan might want that belt. He kind of owns it now. He, so. might, he might not. Like, nobody knows what's going on. This part, I, honestly, I love that nobody knows what's going on. It makes things yeah. interesting. But um, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, just because of that, I have to say, uh, Deanna, but I legitimately don't know what's going to happen. Well, I don't know who's challenging her. So you got to, right. do you have a, a guess like, or somebody you would like to see? Yes. Thunder Rosa. That's what Th- I would like to see. Yeah. Well, we did that at Slammiversary we last did, year. That but was- she's got a world title shot coming up. So if she walks yeah. in there with the ring of honor world championship, mm-hmm. that would make that match more interesting. Yeah, that would. I, I'm going happen, to, but that's what I want to see. I predicted Athena at no surrender and I was wrong. I see Athena. I'm going to make that prediction again, Athena. Um, I just, I, she hasn't appeared on uh, AEW yet. They, they have a lot going on. Um, and so I think that she can work some shots here for impact while she waits to get signed. Here's so. a cut. Here's a catch for What if Athena comes in, wins the ring of honor title and brings it to the new ring of honor? I honestly, I, I, I could see that happening too. I, but I don't know what the new ring of honor is going to be. No so one does. Yeah. No kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. cool actually. Eddie Edwards versus Ryan Osiris. Um, yeah, Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I hope it's kept short because Ryan was hurting, man. He couldn't even run down to the ring tonight. No. Um, no. Jay White versus Alex Shelley. God, this is going to be good. Oh, it's my gonna gosh. Jay, it's going to be Jay White. Bringing Alex Shelley and makes sense. We've done zero to set it up on television. Yeah. But um, it's going to be Jay White. Should be a good match. Yeah, uh, it should should be match of the night. I don't think yeah. anything's going to come close. Um, it's on not that great of a card. So yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I I do think that uh, it there are some very intriguing matches. I will say with uh, Miguel versus something, from White versus Shelley. From a yeah. work rate standpoint, this holds way above everything else. Yeah, um, and and this one I am very interested in Jonah versus PCO. That's going to be a train wreck of awesome. <laughs> and when I say a train wreck, I mean, I'm not calling it's going to be like one of those bad things, but you have to understand every P if you've never watched. Okay. If you're impact fans, some of you guys might never had a chance to watch PCO. So um, it's don't expect like Dave Meltzer to go crazy for it. That's what I'm going to tell you. It's going to be ridiculous. You're going to say, how is this old man not dead? And I have no answers for you because that's the gimmick, right? Yeah. He's Frankenstein. So it's going to be awful. And, Awful, but just amazing. And Jonah gets the win. Yeah, I think Jonah's going to win. I think PCO goes full baby face. Uh, on and more turns on him. That's my prediction. I think that's the best way to go if that happens, actually. Yeah. Pre-show match. Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus OGK. I'm looking forward to that one, too, man. I think it's going to be a really good match. Yeah. I, and I think OGK de- definitely wins. And then we got Giselle Shaw versus Lady Frost. Giselle Shaw, I guess. Yeah, same, 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 same. Looks like it's going to be an interesting show. Hey, uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Or if you want to sign up for Patreon, go to Fight Game Media, uh, to our Fight Game Media Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. We're getting ready to talk some news, some Ring of Honor news. Uh, some go. Uh, Cody's got some stuff going on. There's a big match announced for WrestleCon. So lots of stuff uh, going down. We're going to talk, break all that down in uh, Patreon. And uh, Impact Lounge list, well, viewers, sorry, I almost said listeners. Impact Lounge viewers. Uh, thanks for tuning in again this week. Uh, we should be back uh, at some point. Uh, we do appreciate our buddy BQ for letting us hang out here on thanks the lounge uh, and giving us the spotlight, man. We really appreciate it. So uh, Patreon, stick around. We're, we're going to talk some news.